0: thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hi, welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hey everyone. How are you? I'm in a room and tons of flies are landing (laughs) on my face. It's literally driving me We're trying to
1: telepathically tell the flies to not land on us. They're disrespecting my wishes. Dude, why are flies the most annoying so planet.
0: clingy it's i guys off the fly landed on my forehead and it was the only <laughs> time i caught it
1: but i didn't kill it on purpose and it's now attacking me she held her hand there and then <laughs> gently tipped her head over and then the fly just flew away again it was like a spanking it was a spanking for the fly it was very like it was a very crowded kid moment i know of you.
0: we're so happy to have you my name's Krista. And I'm Lindsay, and we're really looking forward to to the episode this week. We are sending you love and
1: positive vibes True. during this time. Honestly, yeah. yeah, it's a wild it's a wild time, and I think this month is really really intense. Which actually we talk about in this episode with Deborah Silverman. But yeah, I just you know we're lucky in that what we do, we are able to connect with you all digitally and on Instagram, and and talk to you on our secret Facebook group. So we've really been able to hear. How you're doing and what's happening. And, you know, there are moments when we just like feel all of the things and we really feel overwhelmed and possibly out of control. And, but then there are also moments where we feel like inspired and actually like this time of rest and space is actually what we needed. So I just want to relate to you all out there. If you're feeling a lot of different things as we move through this, I think that's okay. Mm hmm.
0: And I think now we were talking about this morning in our live with Natalie Kuhn of the class, we did an Instagram live with her. She's, she's so profound. And, and the, the note on boundaries I think is relevant during this time. And I think getting airtight about your boundaries and understanding any allowance of disturbance that you have in your world is really profound. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we should be even more mindful of our boundaries than ever digitally socially within, you know, your personal life at home. It's like, where am I
1: allowing things to bother me that really aren't mine? Yeah. And I think if like, you take a moment personally, at least I did this the other day where I was like, I feel a leak and like your airtight comment actually makes complete sense. It's just like when you feel a little bit of like an energy leak or like an emotional leak or just feeling like not yourself. And I was able to like pretty quickly identify the people and situations that were making me feel just a little leaky. Mm -hmm. One of those was being on my phone too much. Another one of those was on a daily basis, talking to someone who would zap my energy and like kind of put me into a fear spiral and I really had to create a boundary. Yeah, it is. It's the two-way
0: conversation of a boundary. And I think that's super smart. And it's interesting with energy leaks. I have, I had a period where I really felt that. I felt like there was a hole in my aura almost. And realizing it's almost like the energy leak was more so my dependence on the energy received from that person, whether it was for them to make me feel chaotic or insecure or out of sorts, it's like still looking for that energy exchange from that person but like it really you know you really shouldn't you don't need it mm-hmm. definitely so also happy earth day happy earth day y'all happy, it's tomorrow happy technically goddamn earth day tomorrow but um earth is happy as hell happy Earth deserves this. Earth, let's just—I I think we could all safely say—Earth deserves this break. Earth mm-hmm, deserves mm-hmm. this break. Yeah, she deserves the calm. She deserves the slowing down. She deserves the air to be cleaner. And you know, of, of all things, it's—it's it's been challenging as a species to experience what we are experiencing. But it's been really beautiful to see what's happening within nature, and I think a focus and an anchoring in on that is a great place to be mentally.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, earth has been suffering for far longer than we've been suffering. We're parasites of earth. (laughs) Honestly, we take
0: the giving tree book is more relevant than ever. God damn.
1: We should read that live on Instagram. I would
0: love to (laughs) because it's like, we just take, take, take and earth just gives, gives, gives. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, we should just slow it down a little bit.
1: I completely agree. You know, I completely agree. And that's like, you know, Deborah talks about it a little today too, about just finding that perspective that can really launch you into gratitude, into joy, into feeling, you know, a little bit of hope during this time, which I think we can all feel. And I can imagine that many of you are in situations where actually feeling hope and expressing that might not be okay where you are and the people you're with. You know, I think I've experienced that just in one-on-one conversations where if I express hope, <laughs> they're like, are you kidding? And I, I do think this is a time where we're really being called to step into what feels good for us to, as again, Deborah says in this episode, like be our own leaders, mm-hmm. you know, really becoming that leader in our own lives and not being so dependent on, uh, the approval of others and what yeah. others are doing. So, I just really encourage you that if you do feel hopeful, you can express that.
0: Yeah. That was, you know, a sentiment that Deborah had within this episode that I wanted to note was for those that feel unhopeful and for those that feel like their energy doesn't matter or their hope doesn't matter or that they don't matter, you know, to the collective, I think is. So heartbreaking and I do feel like when we continue to look outside of ourselves We are reminded that we don't matter or we are told that we don't matter because there seems like there's so much chaos going on but when you do take time, maybe to do a news detox or a social media detox, or, you know, just step, step back from the the illusion that we participate in so often, then we can really look inside ourselves and see how much we really do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, I just remi- was reminded of that because I'm so out of that frequency, you know, where it's, you know, maybe it's egoic in feeling like I matter so much, but it's like, I just was reminded of that frequency. I was like, oh man, that's such a bummer. Like I would hate for someone to feel hopeless right now. Yes. Because I feel like I'm surrounded by such hope and the fly landed right <laughs> on my microphone. He's like, "Ooh, this feels fun." Yeah, he's like, "This is a good vibe." <laughs> the fly is on my microphone like about to be landed in my oh, mouth. God. Landed in my lip gloss. <laughs> Flies love earth. I actually really quickly wanted to talk about uh freaking Tiger King on on Earth Day. <laughs> totally. Okay, this is my sentiment on Tiger King. Why isn't the same reaction happening that happened with blackfish related to killer whales mm-hmm. as with this situation? Like, why isn't anyone seeing how grossly disturbing the trade of these endangered species mm-hmm. and big cats like they saw with blackfish so clearly it just i don't understand why there isn't a movement that's being created or had around reducing the amount of animal
1: trafficking of big cats yeah i think what i'm seeing through like the netflix lens is like that it this particular series is like enter, "quote unquote" yeah, of course. entertaining for people of course so there wasn't like there was for people i think that have like a sense of morality and consciousness. Yeah. There was a very heartbreaking aspect of this, but I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, these guys are characters, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I don't know if the messaging was really moving people to be like, Oh, yeah. fuck, no. Yeah. yeah, they, And I think they probably had the footage to do
0: that. You know, they of prob- course. Which, which, you know, peace and love to the people that did it because I think that was their original intention was to expose it. But then this story got so insane. It's like, you could not focus on what the hell was going on. But I just wanted to read a tweet that I found yesterday that I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, no, I saw that. As you it post. relates to like the social reaction to things. Um, it's someone on Twitter said, How do you sit through seven episodes of men running animal abuse sex cults and come out most angry at the woman survivor that possibly got rid of her creepy ass predator husband she met on the side of a road at 19 when he was in his 40s? I have no doubt she's done awful stuff, talking about Carol Baskin, running her park, but there's been multiple animal abuse sex cults you could all focus your attention on instead of a 20-year-old missing persons case. Oh, that part. Yeah that part yeah, and I you know it's not like I don't believe that she may be guilty or whatever but I just was like oh wow like because the men are entertaining and almost they're so characters it's like well whatever we know that they're trash so we're just gonna like assume that that's normal that like Joe Exotic potentially led one of his husbands to kill himself because he was a meth addict and he was using meth as like a tool to keep him a prisoner at yes the park yes question mark what that were that part that part was
1: the most the most heartbreaking
0: heartbreak and the fact that they had it on video are you kidding me that part was so heartbreaking and yeah I, I just felt like that for me was like the and also the part about you know just seeing those cubs man like
1: oh man yeah I mean and I also think I would love because I know Netflix listens to our show yeah um, Honestly. I would love almost like a follow-up doc series of like using what we learned through documenting what happens um, on these different you know wildlife mm-hmm. rescues quote very quotes and what they're going to do about it and what initiatives that everyday people like us can become involved in or promote or support like there it just didn't feel like supportive to be honest it was entertainment and that's fine and that was the intention but I need a follow-up and I want to know how we can really like make a difference in a big way because you're such a big fucking platform A hundred percent. And
0: yeah, there's just very clear like speciesism happening too. And I think it's an interesting, you know, if I was in college and I could do a thesis, I would love to write a thesis on why is it that people that are participate in the exotic animal trade are people that, you know, are in relationships where they're like controllers over their partners and they're manipulative and they're, you know, in power positions. It's like, it's an interesting pyramid, if you think about it, where it's like the person at the top is like, you know, Joe Exotic, and then he has his lovers beneath him, and then he has the cats beneath him <laughs> that he's all keeping within his like crazy ass thing. Like, what is that? What is that? Thing? I or really guy, need you
1: to bring that to a professor I do. I'm
0: bringing or like the guy who in what is it? Oh,
1: yeah. What Ponytail. The Fucking, ponytail guy with ponytail five wives. with his five wives, and-
0: question mark. She woke up with a boob job, question mark.
1: Yeah, I mean like it's, that whole you know, that whole situation like of them being And like, them eating meat that the fucking animals don't 100%. eat. Like they they pick before they give to the animals. I
0: know that that was holy a holy shit. That was just more like um an insight into like poverty. 100%. You know, poverty and, and I mean that was completely heartbreaking. Yeah, I agree with it. And the, the one thing too that was also oh when the new guy who, with his wife, Lauren, what was his name? Oh, the new guy. You guys, you guys are like oh, screaming my, your yeah, heads yeah, off. Yeah, 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 um, yeah The guy yeah, with yeah, the hat, yeah, yeah. he, like, bandana, over. and a hat every time. <laughs> like, pick one. Like, pick <laughs> one. Oh, also, they're on Cameo. All of the, almost all of the characters um, uh, from the show Tiger King. It's Jeff Lowe. And they're crushing it on Cameo. I oh, mean, Cameo, if you fuck. guys don't know, is a platform that allows you to like buy for you know a certain amount of money a video recorded by these people. So you can pay, what, $75 and they'll send you a 10-second video saying happy birthday or whatever message it is that you want them to do. I mean, Cameo is made for Tiger King. Wow. Like on-trend, relevant, weirdo celebs is like How much is one. it to get a Cameo from uh, one of them? With Jeff Lowe, I think it's $150. Dollars? Yeah. But Jeff Lowe, so Jeff Lowe, when he said to Lauren about her working out,
1: oh my, when God. she was
0: pregnant and he was, she was like, yeah, and she's going to have to start, you know, soon after she's going to get, go to the gym or something. And then she was looking at nannies online oh and his wife, Lauren was like, well, you know, what's nice about that is sometimes they speak other languages. <laughs> <laughs> and he, what did he say? He's like, mm, he's like, yeah, if she's going to be around
1: all the time. Yeah. I should enjoy looking at her. Oh, Oh Bless. my God. Peace and blessings. Let's send a rescue mission for the cats and the women. And
0: Lauren, I mean Dude. I just I love that like everything just like flies over Lauren's head. <laughs> Icon. Poor child. I mean let's be let's be Oof. let's be real about that poor baby.
1: I just didn't understand also the like you the series starts and you start to see all of these people with missing limbs and then you find out the one woman Mm -hmm. lost it on the job Mm -hmm. and it's just like this I guess this like missing piece of connecting like the fact that they are taming trying to tame wild animals you know what I'm saying yeah she was cool she was very cool she was like proud of it she's like whatever totally but it was just like kind of disturbing as a viewer Mm -hmm. the fact that like that would happen to her because of the fact that they shouldn't be tamed in the first place. I know. Anyway. <sighs> Breath so, for Tiger King. That's our
0: that's our thing. Come in the join the secret Facebook group and we can have a chat about it. We would love to love to hear your thoughts. So yeah. And this episode, so this episode, moving, changing gears a little bit, we have Deborah Silverman on here to give us an astrology update to what is currently happening. So, this is a very relevant episode. We recorded it very recently. Um, she talks about what was written in the stars astrologically um, when, you know, the virus broke out and when things started to really shift. She talks about when we look like we're going to get out of it. She goes through all the signs and talks about what is needed for them to do during this time or what is the reaction that they might be feeling during this time and we just talk about um any transitions within astrology to be aware of for the next year.
1: Mhm. Yeah, we also talk about the aquarian age which we began uh in the 60s but this is really kind of asking us to step in to that age fully and completely. Um she talks about power of prayer and meditation and crying for herself. She actually closes the episode with a beautiful prayer. Prayer was so pretty, so beautiful. And then talking about You know the non-traditionalism and the, you know, the new normal of what we will experience on the other side of this, and how there's just a lot of opportunity there. So I'm really excited for you all to listen. Uh, I would have a notebook maybe because she does mention some really valuable takeaways for each sign, and I'm just so grateful for Deborah. So she, you can find her at deborahsilvermanastrology.com as well as Deborah Silverman Astrology on instagram and she has her astrology school and so many resources so check that out but thank you for joining us thank we you love for you. joining
0: us we love you so much thanks for being such a good support to us and the community during this time it's been really beautiful to see you guys connecting with us on Instagram lives with you know some of our favorite people. And then um, on Almost 30 Nation, so Almost 30 Nation on Instagram, share our, our community manager is doing such a beautiful job of spotlighting the women of our community to share their gifts with one another. So on Almost 30 Nation Instagram, we've had lives with some of the awesome people of Almost 30 Nation sharing what they do best. So you can follow Almost 30 Podcast for lives with Lindsay and I and some of of the people that we have on the show and then Almost 30 Nation for the women of our community to connect more deeply with them. And if you are interested in joining our ambassador program, that is uh, helping women create community where they are. They are having tons of Zoom meetups everywhere. Um, You can do that by searching Almost 30 Podcast and then
1: going to the ambassador page of our website. And we have some really incredible offerings for you all during this time and beyond. Krista and I just found that... The tools that we had cultivated throughout the years were so useful during this time of chaos and unknown. And so we created a program. It's called Inner Peace. And we just wanted to share with you how we are able to cultivate inner peace on a daily basis, which really helps us cut through the chaos, find the purpose in every day um, and just a greater life's purpose. And so we take you through meditations and journal prompts and uh, affirmations rituals so we're really excited to share that with you. You can visit shopalmost30.com or just go to the almost30podcast.com website and click on shop. And we're really we're really really proud of it. Yeah, we
0: created Inner Peace just because, you know, for the past 3 years since starting the pod and even 8 years ago when I first began my spiritual journey, I've cultivated tools through meeting some of the greatest in the world, just through almost 30 and reading and studying. And all of these tools have helped me feel incredibly grounded and peaceful during this time. I knew that it would be a disservice if you know Lindsay and I didn't share these with you so that you guys can cultivate your own sense of inner peace that you so deeply deserve. So that is Inner Peace. It is a program that we have on Teachable. And then you can also buy the PDF to do it on your own and then we also are so excited to announce the um new paradigm digital workshop series. So Lindsay and I know some amazing healers, practitioners, leaders, speakers, all of the things and we wanted to support you during this time by bringing them to you during a workshop series happening on Saturdays, happening on you know Saturdays over the next couple months.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have amazing people like Natalie Miles, Natalia Benson, Nicole Lappin, Ryan Weiss, Peter Kelly. So you can visit our website for that schedule. But each of these workshops will be a couple hours. They're really, we're doing deep dives. So, you know, we've already done workshops with Milana Snow and uh, Jenna Zoe and people have just been writing to us saying that like the depth of the information and the experience within those two and a half hours was really profound for them. They were able to really do some deep focused work. So um, that's how we structure them. We really get right into it. And, you know, I mean, the people that we have, I, this lineup is actually quite
0: quite impressive yeah it's so profound (laughs) and if you think about it you know during this time I think people are looking for ways in which they can improve their lives because we have so much free time so if you think about taking a Saturday every month for a few hours to learn something new to Mm -hmm. hone a skill to expand your mind and then taking the week to actually apply what you've learned that is going to be huge for you so that is our hope for this and then we will be selling these um, recordings available for you um, at shopalmost30podcast.com so all of these workshops
1: are going to be available in our shop so you can access them at any time yeah thank you so much for listening please join the secret facebook group connect with over fifteen thousand women in there who are talking every day and just supporting one another and follow us on instagram at almost 30 podcast i'm at lindsay simsik and i'm at it's krista cannot wait to talk to you but enjoy this one and we'll see you on the other side see you guys soon we love you
0: Yeah, I wanted to check in with you, how you're doing during this time, you know, how have you
2: navigated it? What are your overall thoughts? Like my whole message, which is so the first chapter of my book is called Crisis. Wow. So it's been very timely for me to be able to share, which is why we're here.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: So Because astrologically, it's not a surprise.
1: Yeah, I guess I would love to know kind of how it is written in the stars and what you saw coming.
2: So, astrologically, the auspicious moment is described by two things. One is Jupiter and Pluto standing together, which, by the way, lasts all the way through till January 1st, 2021. So, the cycle began in March. Jupiter is the planet of, I call him secret sauce, like he's, he expands, he's kind of like MSG, he makes everything big, and he's standing next to Pluto, the planet of make it or break it, destruction or creation, in the sign of Capricorn, the government. So, all the governments around the planet have been challenged beyond measure, and this will continue for the next year. And it's demanding that we become our own leaders because obviously the outer world is crushing in the name of seclusion and internal, but it gives an invitation. There's an invitation for all of us. Are we going to take some leadership? Mm. Then, the other unusual occurrence that happened that happens once every 30 years is Saturn entered Aquarius last month which means Saturn's our life lessons. Saturn's called the old man of the Zodiac. He's kind of grumpy. He's a little bit. Well, it's Saturn return, what you guys talk about. It's the right. almost 30 dynamic. But he just entered Aquarius for the first time in 30 years. And Aquarius is all about breaking the rules, not fitting in, not following, and living in cyberspace. So it's an entrance into an entirely different world of AI, of computers, of non-personal, and really finding the value of friendship and communicating and not following. So we've broken Saturn entered Aquarius. It broke the old form. And now we have to recreate it with our own, one, leadership, the first thing I said, and two, our community. Like, who are our people? Where do you find home? How do you do that? Is it online? Is it on Zoom? Is it, you know, we really have to create an entirely different way of intimacy. And it's working. I went to a birthday party on Zoom.
1: I know. I've been seeing those. They're so sweet. yeah. They're so powerful. I wish I invested and there's in so Zoom.
2: Much, it's just <laughs>
0: it's
2: hysterical.
0: <True. laughs> I have a hundred dollars. I want to invest. <laughs> Will you take me <laughs> uh, with the with the AI thing? You know, the AI comment and Saturn. I also think about
2: the five G. About the the rollout of five G. Is that does that also correlate? So I hate to say, it, I always feel like I'm the bringer of bad news, but I just tell the truth. October 31st in Wuhan, 11 million people had 5G. It began. They activated 5G in Wuhan. By a month later, this was the beginning of the virus. So yes, 5G is a culprit. And welcome to Aquarius. We're not going to step away. We have to realize that society is moving very quickly now into a fast speed. Of wanting to make things easier. But what is life saying right now? Slow down, stop, go back in. So I've been doing a lot of prayers, a lot of meditating. I cry a lot. I let myself cry. I've been Mm. very deliberate about saying to myself, Deborah, you're so full of shit. Like if you pretend for one minute, this is okay. Because some part of me, I'm with my family. I haven't done this. I was saying this to my kids, like they're older and now they're all at home and I'm making dinner every night. I'm kind of like secretly thinking, oh, I remember this part of me. But then the mm -hmm. other side is, that's lovely. But there's lots of people who, yeah, take a deep breath, are struggling. Mm -hmm. And we don't know where this is going. So while it's a positive entrance into home and family, it's an emotionally volatile and i really encourage people to cry like let yourself be human enough to stay in touch with fear but do the right medicine which is to then go into meditation to go into prayer to listen to podcasts to find your community whatever it takes to lift up the energy but don't pretend for 1 minute that you're so of you know avoiding or not feeling cuz i don't know about you guys but i feel
1: yes a lot. yes
2: And I kind of like it. I'm finding myself as much as we're talking about AI and Saturn's and Aquarius, my human is as close to me as ever. I've never felt so vulnerable. And so, you know, I walk outside and everyone's smiling.
1: Yeah, I know. There's a beautiful sense of community happening. Can, Can you further explain the age of Aquarius, like just moving into that and what that means when that specifically happened and why it seems we're being called to like fully embrace that now?
2: It's so funny you ask. It happened in the 1960s. Imagine, because they don't, they can't give you a date. Like, this is when the Aquarian age began. It's a 2100 cycle. So the 2100 years before was the Christian era, and that was fish and Pisces. It was the Piscean era. It was the Christ image where everybody was fishermen, and it was all about turn the other cheek and love everyone and pride. We didn't work very well. But the goal of the Piscean age was everyone follow, do what the religion tells you, be part of the group fit in and be good. Right. And right. the sixties came the last, ready? The last time Saturn was an Aquarius, which was 1963, 64. Here it is again in 2020. Saturn was an Aquarius. The same life lesson was started right at the entrance of the Aquarian age, which was the sixties. Everybody said, no, I'm not following. I'm not doing what they told me to do. I don't have to get married if I don't want to. I don't have to have kids. I don't have to be straight. I don't have to. Everything broke, which is a good thing. But that's the. If you ask what the Aquarian Age is, it's the breaking of the old model that said follow, do what you're told, be part of the group, and don't stand out. Now the Aquarian Age got here and it's like, you guys do whatever you want. That's the good news. Freedom, total non traditionalism, being able to break the rules, feeling comfortable saying you don't want to follow. But that's a really. One, exciting for us because you're teaching and your whole um, platform is authenticity and sharing and spilling the beans. That's very Aquarius age. Tell the truth. Be authentic. In the Piscean age, don't you dare tell. Like in our parents when they grew up, you don't tell your secrets. You don't do therapy. You never disclose. And it was all Pisces secrets. The Aquarian age is tell everybody everything. So we go on podcasts and we hear everybody's poop. It's like, why are we listening to somebody's sexual, their sexual preferences and what they did last night, but it's this Aquarian. So the Aquarian age is inviting us. And I celebrate this at the astrologer. Oh, by the way, I made up a line. The Aquarian age, in the Aquarian age, astrology is center stage mm. because Aquarius rules astrology. So we are finally at the era where it was before It was everybody follow, be normal. I always said it was like chunky soup got put in the blender. We all tried to be normal. Now in the Aquarian age, individuality is the theme of the day. Learn about your chart. Learn about your individual nature. Don't be anyone else. Normal is just a setting on the dryer. There's no such thing as normal in the Aquarian age. So we have an entirely new psychology that your parents and my parents didn't understand the Aquarian age is new, open, non-traditional Tell every thought you're having and notice that we're all connected. Aquarius is very much about humanitarianism. And this disease has crossed all borders and there is no distinction. It's just asking all of us to stop. So the Aquarian age is not about stopping, by the way. The Aquarian age at its worst is a speed freak Hmm. who wants efficiency, drones, spaceships, you know, all kinds of extra energies that are not of this world, Aquarius age, but we mustn't take our attention off the earth and the old fashioned values. We don't want to leave behind the gift that were given to us by the elders and walk into a new era where so good news, the virus said S T O P stop.
0: And it's working. And something you mentioned earlier was, you know, so Jupiter and Pluto was it they crossed paths or they came what was what was that caused what was what happened in March that is going to end in 2021? And do you believe that we will be able to go out in January 2021? This will be over? Or do you have any predictions as it's related to those timelines? Great question. So
2: Jupiter and Pluto are conjunct. That's the word. Got it. Mm-hmm. They're standing at the exact same degree. In fact, this week. So Jupiter's secret sauce, the enhancer, on Pluto, the make it or break it, in the sign of Capricorn, the government. Right, exact degree, they're hanging out together. Jupiter, Pluto, and Capricorn. The next question, will it end? I, I, My prediction is it's going to take longer than we think because the zeitgeist, the collective thought process is now paranoid. So we're never going to be able to look again at a concert without wondering who's a carrier. And yeah. because it's such an invisible factor, it's putting us into paranoia. Well, the good news is walk slowly, take off your shoes. You know, I've always been, I remember our interview we had earlier i've always been a proponent a a supporter of slow it down take off your shoes feel the wind drink the water drink the wine savor this is the invitation because aquarius at the downside is speed freak don't you realize isn't it interesting how much we've slowed down Mm. like who makes dinner every night who does their house and cleans it what are we going to do with our hair (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's true How, i mean i guess my question too like because this is affecting capricorn the government what structures. about structures structures what about those with
2: who are have a lot of capricorn in their chart good question so you can this is we have certified astrologers on my site that will answer this question where is it touching me personally So for some people, it's going to be specifically about their career. depends where Capricorn is in your chart. And that's a really particular question that requires some discernment. Mm -hmm. But yes, I would say for Capricorns especially, they are rising up to leadership. Like anyone, Mm. Capricorn, Aries, Libra, or Cancers are all being hit by this unbelievable configuration. The degree certainly matters, but all of them are being touched. And they're all the leaders. Those are the leaders in the Zodiac. Aries is the first sign in the Zodiac. They stand up and they fight. Cancer is the mother. People don't realize how much the mother is a warrior energy. She gives birth. And the next day she gets up and she cooks. Libra is the relationship. You can't make your relationship work if you don't take leadership, if you don't say to your partner, are we okay? Someone's got to say that. Is there something we have to clear? Mm-hmm. And Capricorn, of course, is the business person saying, we have got to manifest money and keep this world tight. So those four signs are the leaders in the Zodiac. They're called cardinal signs, and they are being hit in this window. So good news is, are you being a leader? I'm thinking leadership is as simple as, what are you doing in your house? Like, are you taking care of the people in your house? Are you complaining? Are you getting caught in cyberspace and lost inside that black hole? Yeah. Did you clean? You know, who's who's taking responsibility to lift up the energy? And that's what I feel sometimes like I'm like a little bit like Mr. Clean. Like I've got these like muscles and I got a bald head, and I'm like walking around the house going, how can I, who can I make sure the energy? And I, I think like I'm driving them a little crazy because I keep bringing them vitamins, but it doesn't matter. You can do what you have to do to take on your leadership role. I noticed that they weren't taking the vitamins. Oh my god, Justin does that too. I find the vitamins hidden
0: places. I'm like, that's not what they're for. We don't hide the vitamins. Like, I'll like, I'll like put them underneath his tongue and spit them out of that. So that was for the cardinal signs, like what they could do to step up in their leadership roles during this time, which is really important. For the other signs, what message would you have, you know, for each of them?
2: Great question. So let's do mutable.
0: That would be Gemini, Virgo. Sag and Pisces. And just really quick, what is mutable versus cardinal?
2: What are those words? Okay, mean? good. Thank you. So there's three categories. Cardinal are the leaders. Yeah. That was the first category I gave you. And that is a red, think of cardinal as red. They start things, they initiate. And it's the mo- those four signs and that energy and astrology are the most significant because it's your body, your family, your relationship, and your work. What matters more? Now we're in the second category. It's called mutable. And these are the people that change all the time and they're funny and they're dipsticks and their head's going quick, quickly and they change their mind, they change their clothes. They're kind of entertaining. I won't tell you which one I am. And they're really funny, <laughs> but, they, but they're a little bit fickle. And so this is a very uncomfortable, particularly in the month of the end of May through all of June, these people have to be aware that they're going to feel their nervous system heightened and requiring more attention. And what the mutable signs need for soothing is water. Put them in a bathtub, put them in a sauna, put them in a steam, put them in a hot tub. Because Gemini, this is the sign that gets very in their head when they're upset. And they find that their mind can't be turned off and it becomes very chat- noisy. And then the next one is, uh, that would be Virgo. They are high-strung nervous system that Finds the comfort in fixing everybody, giving them the vitamins. But if they don't take the vitamins, they get super hyper. And so you want to be able to say to Virgo, excuse me, during this uncomfortable time, particularly those couple of months, the end of May and through June, your job is to give yourself a break. Like consciously, Virgo, take a deep breath and realize that it's not important about picking at things. It's important about being in service, yes, but relax. And then we have Sagittarius. They're immutable. They change their mind. They change their outfits. They're outside playing. They have to have something to do. They're constantly having entertainment centers. They're lost in space. They eat too much. They drink too much. And at worst, during that moment, during the stress or crisis, they become very blunt and say things they didn't mean. Like, I don't like you. Well, that's not good to say to the person you just live next to and they're not leaving the house for the next three months. Keep your mouth, like start finding humor. The medicine for Sagittarius in that time of stress is humor, and the last is Pisces, and they get the most vulnerable, more than any other sign, because their imagination goes crazy. So they make up, I call it MSU, it's a school that they went to making (laughs) shit up, and they are the head president of MSU. So the danger of Pisces under stress is they scare themselves, and they go to the worst scene scenario, and then they don't want to talk about it, but you can see it on their face, and then they go have a drink so at their best they meditate the high road for mutable signs is to calm themselves in water to slow things down into simple lists they must have lists all four of those signs need a list and they have to be conscious and aware that they can scare themselves they they specialize in msu all four of those signs and then the last category is fixed this would be taurus leo scorpio and aquarius and they are during this next era, particularly, I would start with Taurus. It's very scary for them. They are fixed. So think fixed, solid, like a tree. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that don't move. Like the mutable one's changing all the time. And the cardinal one's getting everything started. Like, follow me. And then the fixed one's like, no. They always go, no, I'm going to sit here. Taurus, I'm taking control of my situation. Do not push me. And don't you dare tell me what to do. All of them say that. So they have to become conscious like, oh, wow, I'm a control freak. I'm trying to hold on to all my stuff. And the Leo gets really pissy. They start getting feisty and they get angry for no reason. And it's really important. I want to say this, just like I said, it's important to cry. It's important when I, every day I bike ride and I go through those tunnels in this neighborhood and I scream so loud because I know I must let out my fire. I think the people probably think I'm a little scary, but I move real quick so they can't really figure out who I am. But I release the rah. And that's Leo. You've got to have, whether it's working out or jumping up and down or making sure you put the music on, you got to figure it out. And then Scorpio, very careful, Scorpio, to make sure you take a shower every day. Keep your energy clean. Don't get stuck in negativity. Don't Mm. start controlling people and telling them what to do because when you do, you alienate them. Scorpios. Yeah, look at the smiles on the girl's face. So it's a, you know what the mantra for Scorpio is? Hmm. I'm not in control. They they don't believe this, but they have to say it out loud. I'm not in control. Do what you want. I wish you would turn that down, (laughs) but you've got to be able to say out loud. Like, I know I'm trying to control you. I'm not in control. Just make it your mantra. And Aquarius, this is actually an era where they feel most comfortable more than anyone else because they knew this was coming. They're the prophets. And they're really good at saying no to the old reality. And they're kind of delighted that they can't play normal anymore and they never wanted to anyway. So this is probably, Aquarians are one of the signs that can find themselves more comfortable in this crisis than probably any other sign. Hmm. Which is interesting because they're fixed. But they're fixed in their willingness to not bend about what you want. So it's like, I'm not doing what you told me to do. Right. They Mm. really hold. So there's a freedom for an Aquarian to say, I don't care if we can't go out because I don't want to anyways don't tell me what so they kind of enjoy the resistance Aquarius it's a different quality than most of us have because they they like to rebel they like to disagree they like when things go wrong I love that quality Uh, for so what are some of the that's beautiful thank you what are some
0: of the transits over the next few months that we can be alert of and aware of
2: I'm going to say it softens. The world softens as the sun enters Gemini. Um, so that would be the early, like May 22nd, 23rd, and then through the month of June. It's not as bad as it is right now. This particular moment, I don't know when we'll be mm-hmm. um, airing this, but the month of April is a particularly difficult era. Why? Because the sun's in Aries. Remember I said those Capricorn planets? We're hanging out together, the conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto. Well, the Aries energy squares that. They don't get along. They're both cardinal. Aries wants to stand up and go, and Capricorn's like, control yourself. So there's an internal tension. Mm. This is a, a very, this whole month, the energy. I mean, last year when I was looking at this chart of this time, and I think it's so interesting that in my book, the first chapter is called Crisis, I saw, I knew crisis was coming. I knew we needed something to wake us up. Nothing was going to slow us down. No one was going to stop flying. No one was going to stop eating out. No one was going to stop moving at the speed of light. No one was going to stop their to-do list. Nobody. So crisis came and slapped us. And I could see this coming, but the month of April is particularly difficult. Um, May, it softens when the sun goes into Taurus. Taurus. It will get a little softer. We won't be feeling the pressure. Although the very first few days of May, when, when Taurus begins, I want to say April 22nd to 26th, there is an unusual transit for Tauruses. It's worth noticing. And they must do their best to be very slow. Permission during the month of April through May when the sun is in Taurus to take off your shoes, get outside, and use fresh air in nature to soothe you. And to mantra has to be, I trust. That's a very unfamiliar word to Taurus. I trust that we're in this together. And I'd love to do a prayer with you before we're done. I trust that we're in this together. I trust that life is screaming to the Taurus people, slow down, all of us. There is an unusual configuration between Uranus. I like saying Uranus because it makes me laugh. Uranus, square Saturn. So remember I said Saturn entered Aquarius? First time in 30 years. Well, Uranus entered Taurus the first time in, I want to say, 200 some years, and they're not getting along. In the month of the early part, I'm going to predict that the early part of April 22nd, early part of Taurus, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, there is some surprise. Now, it could be a good surprise, like suddenly we start being kind because Taurus brings out the best of us, if people are willing to really say, okay, I give up. If all of us would just be willing to say, "Life is asking me a question: Will I slow down? How are you guys doing? I'm curious. Are you are you enjoying it, or is it because some people, introverts, this is a birthday party. <laughs> Ex- extroverts, they're in hell.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know it's been it's been really interesting overall. Um, I'll speak for myself. I've really been enjoying it. The slowdown, I think both of us have been asking for, and it's really allowed us to refocus and go a little bit deeper into parts of the business, of our personal lives that have needed attention um, and love. So that feels really good. And then just the slowdown also allows us to take care of ourselves so that we can show up for almost 30 and everything else, you know, with more to give. So overall i'm i'm feeling pretty good yeah
0: it's been the spaciousness you know as lindsay mentioned has been so powerful and i'm just really grateful for for it i feel like i've had a spiritual expansion that I was like craving and looking for and, you know, anchoring in and and what exactly I'm feeling and not others. I I have to say has been, it has been really, really nice, scary at times for sure, but I'm really just choosing to anchor in like the gift that we have
2: and focusing on that. So beautiful. And so then there's those that don't have the, like you guys are so beautiful because you're giving the support to us and you're feeling supported by each other. But for all of you that are listening, who are yourselves, don't think for one minute the angels aren't watching you. Mm -hmm. Don't think for one minute this wasn't orchestrated. The the fact that crisis is the doorway for the soul, Mm -hmm. that's what the whole first chapter of my book is, The Missing Element. You get into a crisis and your real self shows up. Mm. And when your real self shows up, you want to know, what is my tendency as a personality type? What do I do? So I have a lot of water. I definitely cry. And where I used to be younger and be self-conscious, I think I'm still self-conscious because they make fun of me. But I, I do feel so much and I can't, not, I will no longer hold back my tears. Mm-hmm. That's water. The air people, they just start listening to podcasts. They run down the internet. But that's really good. You you know what I did? I wrote a whole bunch of letters to my whole staff. I Drew little pictures. I got out incense and I sent them presents in the mail. By the way, the mail still works. So I did this <laughs> I whole wondering. stickers and colored pens. I did. I took myself into my Gemini Air sign and I said, "We're going to make a creative day," where I'm going to express to all my staff how much I love them, and they all got it in the mail. There. So there's creative things that the Air people can do besides going into the internet and finding themselves down that rabbit hole. The Earth people. You love to clean. I know there are the Costco people that bought fourteen packages of cleaning disinfectant. That's okay. But you're also here to help organize and look around your world and see what can I throw away? What can I simplify? This is like the best moment to really make a practice if you're an earth person to clean up and let go. And the fire people have got to leave the music on, for God's sake. You've got to get outside. Do not stay in the house. So this is the personality types, but I, I have watched all four of those show up for me. Like I promised myself I wouldn't complain when no one helped me do the dishes. (laughs) Now I did say something, of course I said something and they did help, but I made a practice of my own to say, I'm going to let myself bring the energy up in this household at all costs. Love that. That's what Mm. I want everyone to do. Yeah. Can you all do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about the, like maintaining relationships during this time and, and going deeper in relationships with a romantic
2: family, friends how, how do you recommend doing that? First of all, permission to take space. Do not make a story up when your partner wants to go be by themselves. In fact, the best thing you could do is have a date night on Wednesday night. We just did this. Everyone's in their own room. Don't bug me. But during the times when we're working, I'm allowed to be alone. It's very important to access in this time, your inner resource of being able to find your center So partnerships, you're allowed. If you're continually bumping, then you just say it out loud. This is the best thing about the observer, which is all my work is. You realize, wow, I am feeling so bitchy and I'm getting so irritated by you. And by the way, you should have shaved two days ago. Now that's not healthy. (laughs) That's just me being judgmental. So what I do is I turn on my observer and I go, "Uh uh-oh, and then I take a break and I say to my, this is what I've been doing. I say to myself, I'm so glad he's here. I take myself back to basics in a very simple way. And I've realized how important it is to be grateful. So have a date night, let yourself have a lone space, really important permission, and then track your own internal dialogue and journal. What a great doorway right now to start writing and detoxing or read it or call your girlfriend and complain and then realize, you know what, I wouldn't want to be without him, even though he smells funny right
0: now <laughs> chewing really loud i love that that's beautiful um there was i was talking to our coach and they were talking a lot about um around September you know so September 11th 2001 when you know the twin towers went down there was something going on
2: astrologically that is now also going to happen this year is that true you know i know that september astrologically is really uncomfortable i'd have to go look that up so it would mm-hmm. be um, i don't have the direct answer. Mm -hmm. However, it is not a surprise to me. I want to think about what that was in September 2001. I have to go look. So I'm going to make up stories. I'm not doing MSU in front of you. No. Yep. I love that. (laughs) I love the honesty. (laughs) That's called the observer kicked in Mm -hmm. guilt-free card. There'll be no
1: making shit up. So, but is there, do you see this year i'm gonna say to you all
2: all of all of 2020 while pluto and you can just read about it jupiter and pluto hanging together for this entire year they shift and it leaves as early as just about christmas before christmas the overriding value is going to be consistently a discomfort that i can't take it away what happens in discomfort? Some people rise to the occasion and get more comfortable and more leader and more powerful and more present. Some people feel clearer than they've ever felt. So if you're someone and this is very important in the name of crisis, what happens to you? Like you you know, this is the gift about astrology. You know your personality type. You probably can't put words to it, which is why I love using the book just the elements. You know whether you're a retreater and you need quiet time, water, Whether you need to talk and you've got to find someone to actually get on the phone with or you get crazy air, whether you really have this need to clean and it makes you neurotic if things aren't in order, you've got to do that. No one else has to do it. You do it. Stop telling everyone what to do. Or whether you've got to turn on the music and get outside or you're going to lose your mind. Everyone knows what category they fit in once I put it that way. Now do it. That's the Capricorn energy for this whole year. It's not going away for the whole year. You are being asked to pick up your big girl pants. Or your and step into your leadership. This is the angels are watching and your soul is watching and it's going to see what you're made out of. So think of this as a boot camp. This whole year, it's like you've got to make a commitment to yourself to say, I wake up in the morning and I say, Who can I serve today? This is my favorite line of my whole life. Who can I serve today? Where can I bring healing? How can I be gentle? Who can I bless? That's all I think about from the minute I wake up. If you all did that with Capricorn, if that's the right use of Pluto and Jupiter, I'm going to put secret sauce on the planet of make it or break it in government, and I'm taking it upon myself to change the energy. The world changes when you make that leadership posture yours. It's really true. But what is true is we're lazy, and this is not a time to be lazy, and it's very tempting. Slow for most people means indulging. Slow for me means enjoying. So take it out of indulgence of staying too long in your bedroom and staying too long inside and not eating well to saying, I'm going to wake up after I hear this podcast and I'm going to step the game up. I'm going to increase my Capricorn voltage. And yes, astrologically, this does not go away. Once Jupiter enters Aquarius, bye-bye, and it leaves Pluto alone, yikes, we will feel a relief. But I don't want to be the pretend game. It's true. We are in an awkward, especially the month of April. So this is it. It's at the peak. And you can feel it. I don't know about you guys, but my emotional body, when I get scared and vulnerable, what I do is I breathe, I take deep breaths consciously, and then I imagine that I'm standing away from this planet looking over here and I'm thinking to myself, what did it take to get those earthlings to wake up? Oh, I know, a virus that wouldn't touch the kids but it would get everyone scared enough that they'd have to stop, stay at home, and actually ask these very deep questions. What can I do to raise the frequency? How can I make a difference right here in my little tiny patch of my little teeny stamp size? How can I make a difference in this world? And if everyone listening to this did that, but genuinely not full of shit, Capricorn, Capricorn, genuinely, And we moved into the Aquarian age, which is I'm not going to do what anyone else did before. In fact, I'm going to change my own style. I've been taking such good care of my body and my skin and those vitamins and eating so well. And I've been so deliberate about taking care of the leftovers and making sure I put things away. And, you know, I feel kind of like I'm in goody goody school, but it's working. Taking
1: that in. I know, I love that. Yeah. That's That's so profound. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. It takes
2: a lot of effort.
0: Yeah. It is, you know, a a time of, It's not discipline, but it is really. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Capricorn. You just nailed it. You just nailed it. Yeah. It feels like that. And I feel like, you know, when people are left to their own devices by being alone, by having certain structures in their day, like a commute or like going into the office removed from them. It's really like those who are disciplined will succeed and find this time to be valuable. And those that are not, will not, but, you know, not being disciplined also too, could be like a lack of alignment to what they're doing and they're not living authentically. So they are uninspired. So they are not feeling motivated to have discipline. So I think the lack of discipline in itself is a message for people to think about.
2: Exactly. You know how I take discipline? It's the same word as disciple So who was a disciple? They were working. I mean, I'm Jewish, but I still, and it's, we're coming to this wonderful holiday of Easter and Passover. Discipline is a disciple. And who am I a disciple to? To spirit, said the astrologer. So I honor that this lifetime they've given me this body and they've given me this life. And my promise is to give back. To that which gave me. Yeah. So who? So that's my discipline. Like I am a hard worker. I have a boss that gave me this incredible life. What could I do but give back? Now that's a radical thought. What can you do to that which created your real boss is not what you're doing at work. Your real boss is the overshadowing oversoul who's looking at you going, I wonder how she did that lifetime. I wonder if she really stepped up. I wonder if she really took care of herself, first of all. And did she actually open her heart? I mean, these are so like basic, elementary, but I'm telling you, my discipline, and, and people tell me I'm so disciplined, I think half of my success this life with I have 40 women working in a company, and it's because I can't wait to go to work. I, to think that I can teach people astrology and remind them how to be in love with themselves and be their weird, quirky self, okay, I'm up. So you can think about it inside of your life. What can you do tomorrow morning when you wake up and you say, "Okay, I'm up. What can I do to serve? How can I be authentically me?" So if you need to be highly emotional, then learn to meditate. If you have a mind that doesn't stop, then start journaling and writing. If you're super clean and organized, then redo something in your house and make it all that shinier. Who can you go help down the street? And if it's fire, turn on the music and make us all contagious with your joy. You've got something to bring to us. What is it? And that's the answer. That's the, what my book is all about. Like you figure out what your gift is and we're desperate. We need you now more than ever. You want to cry. I, I get scared to think that we're going to get taken out by lethargy or by despondency or feeling sad or thinking that it doesn't really matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Or even by
1: comparison too, like your point to just like loving yourself for who you are. I just think like we've becomes i say the collective we and it's generalizing but we've become so obsessed with becoming more like that person or doing it like they did so i really i'm excited for this time you know this aquarian age where we can like pave the new way and feel the feel the energy there rather than fear you know what i mean like i'm inspired to think oh we could do this differently in a whole other way, we don't have to look at the blueprint that was, you know, set for us before.
2: Okay, I'm going to give you guys a big fat challenge. Okay. Ready? Ready? I want you each to tell me what you do that's so easy and so natural, and pretend like you're really proud of it. Who's going first? <laughs>
0: what we do, what we do, so easy and so naturally that we're proud. Say of. Say it in
2: first person. What do you do? What do you what to say? It in first person. I. it's so easy for me to do?
0: I am, if I had to pick only one, um, I am extremely proud of my ability to take complex ideas and break them down so they're easily digested for people and find applicable steps to take for a person or a business or myself to apply those complex learnings.
2: Beautiful. Thank okay, you. That's good. That's your- That was and that's so good to hear. It's unusual how well you did that. Thank you. Most people can't own. And I want everyone in the audience to stop and think, what do I do? That's the most natural, easiest thing. And that gift of breaking down concepts and being so practical for people and giving themselves back to them is a huge gift. Okay. A plus. And I
0: think so too. Just just on that note, I think people can kind of think through their Rolodex of of kind compliments and sentiments that they've heard from people that they love and care for and apply those to themselves. You know, that, that's truth exactly. that was mirrored back to them. So I think that's a really helpful tool for people to think about if they're blanking on what, you know, is their gift that they bring to the world.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true, exactly right. Um, I'm proud that I can share my gifts without worrying about what it what the product of it is so just creating freely and actually finding that people are affected by the fact that I'm creating freely rather than
2: what I create so there's just a generosity or a free flow you've got a free flow of creativity that just comes off you yeah so beautiful. So this is so beautiful. That means this is the effortless thing that you do that your soul came in with. And that's what we're looking at in the name of discipline. It doesn't take a lot of discipline to do what you're already good at. It just takes a self-esteem adjustment to go, yeah, this is one of the things I'm real- I can be creative and it flows out of me effortlessly and I celebrate that. Or I can take large complex ideas and bring them back to earth and watch somebody's life change. Everyone listening to this podcast has gifts. And this is the time to mind them, to yep. bring them up and cultivate them and, and change the narrative during this window of slowing it down to what do I do that's so simple and so basic and so beautiful?
0: Yeah, and I think like you were talking about, you know, Capricorn is of the government, of um, the structure uh, that we have currently set within our society to lean on the government for answers, for protection, for guidance. And I think now we're moving away from that and away from the age, you know, as Jenna Zoe has said on our episode, of the guru. We are now becoming our own gurus. We are now turning in to find the answers within ourselves rather than outside, which is really really profound. And I think there's a, there's a grace period with that. I think we're a little wobbly at first, you know, we have fresh legs in this space. So I do think it will be something that we acclimate to eventually, but at first just feels very uncomfortable. And I do think that right now within the collective, we are still continuing to look outside. That's why there's such an increase in social media consumption in, um, you know, people looking for answers from the news from whoever, but I do think there will be like a a tapering off of that. And we will be able to turn back in and find the answers
2: within. Do you know how you spell guru G you are you? That's a good one. And that's astrology. There is no one out there. You're it. You can figure out inside of you, your authority by identifying your strong suit. And it seems so natural You're so creative, it doesn't even seem like a big deal. But to us that aren't creative, we look over at you and go, how do you do? And then you take pride in that. And then your discipline comes back. And the next thing you know, you're making your house creative. So just identify, here's your assignment today. In the name of G-U-R-U. Take the astrology challenge. I love, I made that thing up. The Aquarian age has astrology at center stage. Because if we became, <laughs> I made it up. It came out of my mouth. I wrote it down. Like now I remembered it. If, if, we could, if we could see our individuality as the source of the pleasure that will exist in your reality because you're disciplined to do it. It's not disciplined because you should do it. It's disciplined because you can't help it. That's yes. why I asked you the question. And then as soon as you figure it out, and if you can't figure it out, there's that book. Tell me, uh, My book is now called, I have a new project called Tell Me a Story, but this book is called The Missing Element. You take a little test in the middle of the book. You figure out your missing element. You figure out the one that you're good at, but what's the one you're not good at? And that's the other part to the story. So one is be yourself, cultivate it, and then take the part that you're not very good at if you can't cry, water, if you don't talk very much air, if you don't like money and practicality earth, and if you're not having fun, fire, go get that one and bring it
0: home. Yeah. And I think too, you know, the most important part of understanding what your gifts are is being the observer within yourself. I don't think people, if they're unable to attach themselves from their human experience in 3D as like the ego and the self, then they are unable to find those things about them that... Are, are beautiful or even the one thing that they need to work on. So through meditation or mindfulness practices or the continued
2: practice of- Or therapy. Of, yep. Or therapy. Or astrology. Or yep. astrology or getting- Because you know it's so crazy? I think all of us suffer from a low self-esteem. So you might want to meditate, but you need someone to say to you, you're really good at that. Or I've really noticed that quality, what you said about the compliments being the doorway to giving you your clue. So I want people to actually identify like- the most instinctual, natural thing you have. And even though you may feel self-conscious, like recently I found out, it's so stupid to say this because I've written a book, that I was a good writer, but I couldn't give myself that Mm. until just recently. I've realized that part of this exercise of Saturn and Aquarius is owning your individuality and not feeling bad about being good. (laughs) Not feeling bad about being good at something, not undervaluing what's so instinctual. It's such a gift when you can feel good about yourself and not feel, I once, this is a great story. I did a radio show many years ago with a bunch of teenage girls and they invited me over to be a birthday party host. And she was turning 13 and it was a pajama party and all the girls were sitting in a circle and I had their astrology chart and I went around the circle to every girl. So I started with the first girl to my left and she was this little Gemini girl. And I opened up the chart and I found out she had so many planets in water, but she was playing like the little social butterfly. And I looked at her chart and I said, oh, you're so sensitive. And then she started to cry and she was like, I hate that part of myself. And all the girls went over, don't cry, don't cry. And I said, it's okay, It's just one part of you. Then I went to the next girl and she was the Leo in the room. She was the ballerina that had already been trained. And I was like, oh, you have a very strong dancer in you. You're... <gasps> That's true, she said, but everybody gets mad because I always elbow my way and get to the front of the room. And they were all like, yeah. And then she started to cry. I hate that part of myself. Why? Don't... And when we finished the circle, every single girl <laughs> cried about the part of themselves that was instinctual. That's 13. Except the one little, yeah. 13, man, literally. It's definitely horrible. <laughs> but, but, but all of us, that's when I realized that day when I left, like everyone hates the part of themselves that's the most instinctual, natural part. And as you get older, you make it a gift. So I'm asking all of you to identify the part of you and then celebrate it and see if your healthy soul can look over at yourself and say, as you called it, the observer, and say, Yeah, now that you mentioned, I'm really good at cleaning. I mean, it seems like a stupid trait, but boy, people around this house really are thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. I want
1: to do the prayer. <laughs> I know. I would love to. I would love to love end, to okay. close with, the end prayer. with the prayer. Yeah.
2: Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Okay. So I always ask people to just sit up straighter, pretend that you're a yogi or pretend you're a little meditator and take a couple deep breaths in your own rhythm. Conscious breathing is what the yogis use to bring them into the moment. And then I like to imagine that I'm opening up the very top of my head and letting there be a vessel or a fluid energy because everyone in this world is being animated by that big light energy coming down through the top of your head, whether you can see it or you believe it. So take a deep breath in. And breathe that light right down the top of your head. See the light streaming down your spine, your vertebrae, all the way down your tailbone into the earth, as though you were a conduit from the top of your head to your tailbone into the center of the earth. Okay, so letting ourselves be grounded and centered in this moment, let's begin with water. May we all know the sensitivity of our heart. May we feel the connectedness of the water across this planet. And in that place is the fear, the feeling of scared, and we offer clean water right now. Let the waters in your heart, let the feeling of sensitivity be calmed and soothed as you sit in a pool of still water emanating a healing current throughout the space you're sitting in right now as though you just turned up the voltage for the water inside of you to be calm, soothing, and healing. And in your own rhythm, take a deep breath in honor of fresh air. May your mind be opened and still enough to stay in the here and now, recognizing the people in your world that love you, giving you the gift of words that allow you to get close to another. And most of all, letting your mind be trusting. Imagine right now you're breathing trust in and you're breathing patience out. In the name of earth, may you know what it is to feel safe. That while we are all in this together, the ground is steady. The trees remain constant. The sun will come up. The moon will continue to move all the physical forms of this existence are constant. May you know what it is to feel calm and steady and trustworthy. And in the name of fire, the sun that's shining, your heartbeat that never stops, the red blood running through your veins, may you know the joy of being alive and being the leader that you are. That you can trust your heartbeat and you can trust that sun and you can trust the cosmos way above your head to be always here for you. And in exchange, you bow your head and say to your higher self, let me be of service to you as you are in service to me. The four elements in balance, ancient, timeless, they've been here forever, they will continue forever. And us humans, we are learning how to bow our heads, drop to our knees, and remember to give thanks to that which created us. You are awakening. You are consciously breathing. One more deep breath in. Let us all rest in faith, in trust, and in calm. And know that your influence, while you may not understand it with the mind, is much bigger than you realize. And so you take your leadership to be the one that says, how can I help? Who can I serve? let me be gentle, let me be kind. And so it is. Aho.
0: Aho. Aho. So you. beautiful, Deborah.
2: That was beautiful. That
0: was stunning. I'm, I'm so grateful we, we had this chat. Yeah. I'm so grateful we got an update from you. I would love for our community to connect with you. Where can they do that?
2: On Instagram, that funny little platform that's now become a favorite place to hang out is mm-hmm. called Deborah Silverman Astrology. I just find that amazing. My website is Deborah Silverman Astrology. I have the Star Community, which is a place where you can come learn astrology. It's the thestarcommunity.com. And I have an online program where you can right now, during the month of April, learn astrology on your own. There's a class that's on sale, a special discount. So you just go to my website. It'll tell you everything.
1: Amazing! Thank you so much for joining us and just enjoy time with family. I'm so glad you're, you know, with family and cooking every night. That warms my heart. I feel that. Um, And we can't wait to see you again in person. Yeah, we will see you so soon. New world. Thank you so much, Deborah. All right, Deborah. Talk to you you later. later. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, Deborah. You're the best. Uh, You can find out more about Deborah, her astrology school at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Yes. And I just wanted to read um, a kind note that we got after the workshop
0: that we did with Milana Snow that is available now on our Shop Almost 30 podcast website. And this says, thank you so much for letting me join. I loved it so much. I haven't been in touch with my inner child for years. I feel like I'm at an inflection point where I need to make big decisions about my relationship, career, etc. And today I realized that my inner child needs to be the decision maker and that I need to ask what's best for her. Two, I am, I am going to wholly commit to doing what will make her happy regardless of how hard it is because of that suppression. I just wanted to share with you because I felt such a connection during the workshop. Hopefully you have a beautiful rest of your weekend. Sending so much
1: love. Oh,
0: such a beautiful note, you know, and that really is the goal for you guys to learn what it is that your soul needs to learn during that time. So all the workshops are going to be happening over the next couple months. You can buy the ones that we've already had with Milana Snow and Jenna Zoe right now in our
1: shop. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. As always, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us. And if you are called to leave a review, we read every single one of them. So thank you. Thank thank you you. in advance. Uh, We will see you on the next one. Happy Earth Day. And till next time. Till next time. We love you guys. (laughs) Truly. See you soon.